1: On this program, we are featuring a salute to two of the most famous men to ever appear on radio, Freeman Gosden and Charles Carell, Amos and Andy. Long before Freeman Gosden and Charles Carell became Amos and Andy, they teamed up on station WGN in Chicago as Sam and Henry. Denny DeWinter, my engineer on these programs, gave me this very rare recording of Sam and Henry doing one of their routines. The year was 1928.
0: Sam, move over there so I can cut that alarm clock off. Sam, get up from there. It's six o'clock. Get up now. You've got to hitch up, grandpa.
2: Henry, I'm sick.
0: You ought to be sick.
2: Oh, Henry, my head is about to kill me.
0: Don't start no argument now. Get up.
2: Who is that laying down there on the floor, Henry?
0: That's the most precious Diamond. Do his wife know where he is?
2: I don't know, Henry. My head hurt me. It's about to kill me. Diamond, get up, Diamond, get up.
3: Now listen, sweetheart. Ever since we has been married, that's all you has been hollering at me is get up. Let me lay here five more minutes, will you? Uh-oh.
2: This year ain't your wife, Diamond, as me. I'm sick.
3: You ain't got nothing on me.
0: My head is about as big as a house. Where is it? Listen, Diamond, this here is Henry now. You better get up. Your wife is worried about you. Where is my wife? She ain't here.
3: She's home, I guess. Just so she ain't here, let her worry.
2: Henry, I feel like I was dying. What must
3: I do? Is there any water around here anywhere, boys? I believe I on fire.
0: Now, listen here. I'm going to dress and get on down to the corner and get something to eat. Get up now, Sam, and go down and hitch that horse up. Give me a drink of water, will you, Henry? There ain't no water around here. Get up, Sam. What's the matter with you?
2: Feel my head, Henry. I believe I got fever. Dip that towel in the pitcher over there and put it on my head, will you?
0: That's the only towel we got. Who in the world is that calling up here at this hour?
2: Answer the telephone, Henry.
0: Answer it yourself. Get out of bed and answer the phone.
2: All right, Henry, all right. My head is about to kill me, Henry. I'm dizzy. I believe I'm going to die.
0: Answer the phone and shut up.
2: Hello? What? This here is Sam talking. Uh, oh, yeah, this is the most precious diamond's wife, huh?
3: Oh oh Tell her that I ain't here. Tell her that I ain't here.
2: The diamond say he ain't here. Uh-oh. oh Uh-oh. Oh, uh, oh, uh.
3: Don't let her know that I's here.
2: Don't let her know that he's here. Wait a minute here. Wait a minute. Henry, I'll sick. talk to this lady, will you?
3: I'm dressing. I ain't going to
0: talk to her. Talk to her yourself.
3: Now, wait a minute here, boys. If my old lady knows that I's over here, she'll come over here and beat all three of us. Tell her that you ain't seen me.
2: Hello? The diamond told me to tell you that I ain't seen him.
0: What is the matter with you?
2: Hello? Yes, ma'am. What's that? Tell him if he ain't home in ten minutes, you gonna kill him? Oh, Henry, I'll sick.
0: When his wife finished with the three of
3: us, we're going to all be safe. Now, listen here, Sam. Tell her the I has done been kidnapped.
2: Hello? Miss Diamond, this here is Sam. Your husband has done been kidnapped.
0: Now you were showing some sense.
2: What's that? When was he kidnapped? Wait a minute, I'll ask him.
0: Uh-oh. Oh, wa
2: uh, oh, uh. Hello? 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 Henry, she done hung up.
0: I'm going to clear out of here before she get here, too. We better
3: get out of this room, boys. You be over here and buzz us all in the head with a rolling pin. Let's get going.
2: You boys go ahead. I gonna lay here. My head can't hurt me no worse, no matter what they do to me. Oh, my head, Henry, I'm sick. Oh.
1: On one of their programs in 1954, Amos and Andy traced their career, and this excerpt tells how they actually got the names of Amos and Andy.
4: Well, thanks for calling, Mr. Johnson. Uh, yes, but we'd rather not release the
0: name of the new program yet. All right, say goodbye, Mr. Johnson. Charlie, they're getting anxious about the name in New York. So am I. I wish we had one. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the name of the show means everything. Yes, Charlie, and we've been working on it for a week, and, well, nothing seems to sound as good as Sam and Henry. Yeah. Well, come on, guys. Let's go out and get some supper. We need a snappy name like Jack and Mac or Tim and Tommy. Uh, yeah. Push the elevator button, guys. Charlie, we must have made a list of over 500 names. Yeah, I know it. Oh, say, uh, how about Slappy and Happy? <laughs> no, I don't think so, Charlie. Well, here's the elevator. I wonder if Willie's on duty. He's a character, isn't he? Yeah. Well, well, Chucklin' Charlie and Stephen Freeman. How are you, boys? Oh, fine, Willie. Step right in. How are my two friends of the airway?
4: Fine. Say, I hear you got a new program.
0: Yeah, that's right. It starts next week, Willie. We're going coast to coast. Well,
4: how do you like that? Ain't you the pair for the
0: air? <laughs> there Lord. Well, well, look who's here. My football-playing friend. Step right in, famous Amos. How's everything going in the elevator, Willie? Having my ups and downs.
5: <laughs>
0: Second floor. Going down, I'll move back, let the janitor get in with a stepladder. Well, make way for my old friend Handy Andy. First floor, there ain't no more. Going up. Going up. Hey, Charlie, what we need in these names is something that'll catch on, something that'll be easy to to uh. Charlie, what's the matter? Did you hear what Willie called those two fellows? Yeah, uh... Famous Amos and, uh... Handy Andy. But, Charlie, what I mean is, uh... Amos and Andy. Yeah. Amos and Andy. Well, they are both four-letter names. They are both sort of euphonious. And Amos is a biblical character. Yeah, and not only that. If we ever play a benefit, they list the names alphabetically. We'd always be right smack at the top.
1: (laughs) Here's an audio excerpt from an Amos and Andy film which I have in my collection. The film was made in the late 30s and is an actual microphone test by Amos and Andy doing some of the voices of their characters. All righty, gentlemen, may I have a level now, please?
0: Okay, Mike. Andy's right here like this. Andy say, uh, "Who who's scared? Me? Ha, ha, ha. A little. That's excellent. And Van Porter. Well,
4: it's charming to be here with you boys. Charming. How's that? That's swell. Mr. Gosselin, may I have a check from you now, please, sir? Uh, Mike,
0: uh, Flukie, an old character we're bringing back. Here he goes. A uh, fluke sounds something like this, Mike. Uh, how did that sound to you in there? How do you like fluke? That's fine. And then uh, we have Amos. Amos about here, Mike.
2: Uh, how's the balance on Amos?
0: Uh, then we've got uh, Kingfish, Mike. Uh, Kingfish down here. Don't forget we as all brothers. In that great fraternity, the Mr. it nicer to see. How
4: do he sound? And as the scene opens now, we find Amos, andy and fluky harris in andy's office as andy explains the situation here there
2: and explain this contract to fluky
0: fluky get this in your head now but yeah, i listen with both ears flapping this contract is iron bound iron clad and iron everything else yeah well i don't have to read nothing no do it. you ought to read everything you sign yeah because don't forget the big type gives it to you, and the little type takes it away. Oh, wow! Oh, wow! Oh, wow! Look here, boys. I'm going to slap that right on the front page of my newspaper.
4: Will you never have $2 till Saturday, my end?
0: All flavors signify but the usual sign.
1: Reporters know the eyes has got it.
2: I want to tell you that my wife is very unhappy, and I won't stand for it.
1: Now here's the story of Amos and Andy buying a taxicab in New York. It was the beginning of their fresh-air Taxi Cab company.
0: Boy, they show puts these bills up high. Yes, sir. Uh, they really up, uh... Hey, excuse me for protruding, mister, but ain't you got a hold of my watch chain? Oh, uh, your watch chain, uh... Well, well, uh, uh, so I does. Yeah, well, how you like that? Yeah, one of these solid gold cufflinks of mine must have hooked on your watch chain there. <laughs> as lucky I'd remembered what my grandmother told me before I left home. I got my watch chain attached to my underwear. <laughs>
5: as
0: soon as I felt my BVDs creeping up on me, I know it's wrong. Yeah, well,
5: uh, uh, allow
0: me to introduce myself, stranger. Uh, the name is Stephen, George Kingfish Stephen. Kingfish? Uh, yeah, they called me that because I is the head of that great fraternity, the Misted Knights of the Sea. <laughs> I is Andrew Hogg Brown from Marietta, Georgia. You see, me and my friend Amos Jones just got to New York, and we think about buying a taxi. I got 340 bucks right here in my wallet. Hmm, got 340 bucks, huh? <laughs> Thinking about buying a taxi cab, yeah. mm-hmm. Now, lucky you run into me, son. Uh, it just so happens that I got just the right car for you. No, oh, I... <laughs> Yes, sir, Amos, there she is, parked at the curb, our new taxi cab.
2: Yeah, well, I know this fellow you called the kingfish that you met give you a
0: bargain, Andy, but the top of this thing is all sheared right off. Look at there. Hmm. While you drive in, the breeze is going to come right in there and hit the passengers right in the face. Well, now, that's all right, Amos. You know what we can call it? The Fresh Air Taxi Cab Company of America Incorporated. <laughs> yeah, well... That's good, Andy. Uh, let's start up the thing here and take a little ride. I want to hear that Stutz Bearcat engine, boy. Yeah, let me open the door here. Yeah, go ahead. That was it, Pick up the door there, Andy. Uh... Yeah, throw it in the back seat. Now, let me get the thing started. Yeah, start up. <laughs> Listen to that bear-cat motor. Yeah, it sounds like the bear is chasing that cat all around
4: Andy, she's boiling over.
0: Uh-oh, there go the radiator cap.
4: There, there goes it. the radiator too, Andy. Yeah,
0: yeah. Look, look at that. Andy, the flame. Yeah, let me out. All right!
1: Madam Queen was a well known character on the Amos and Andy program, and here's how Andy met Madam Queen.
0: You know something? You is about the sweetest, prettiest, gentlest flower that I has ever had the pleasure of running into.
4: Look, big boy, would you mind sitting still while I didn't use this
5: manicure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, but you know something? You is the cutest hunk of female gender I done eyeballed in a long
4: time. Listen, you just wasting your time. I's a widow and I knows all about men. When it comes to love, it's gonna take a real man to kindle the flame.
0: Kindle the flame? Mm-hmm.
4: Ha,
0: ah, ha. ah. Shake hands with old lamplighter.
5: kind of cute
4: as death. <laughs>
5: now, I
4: see you as a sugar daddy. That's my one big requirement.
0: Yeah, and I can see you as a woman. That is my one big
5: requirement. <laughs> oh, whoop <hoo-hoo-ba-doo>.
0: a Oh, Rasputin.
5: <laughs> you
0: know, my name is Andrew H. Brown. What's
1: yours, honey?
4: You can just call me Madam Queen. <laughs>
1: One of the hilarious comedy sequences was this one between Andy and the Kingfish.
0: Now Stonewall, uh, Andy gonna be here in your office any minute. Now I done give you all the facts of the deal so you can arbitrate the thing honestly. Well
4: now Kingfish, from what you done told me, I'm afraid that your case won't hold water. Well, will uh, a $5 bill plug up the leak? Oh, not only plug it up, it'll waterproof it at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> well, now here's the fire. Well, uh, thank you. I just put this in my pocket. Yeah. Uh, come in, Andy. Well,
0: hello, Stonewall. Well, I just uh, second walked in myself, Andy. I ain't had time to say hello to Stonewall. Hello, Stonewall.
4: Well, if it ain't the
0: Kingfish.
4: Hi, Kingfish. Oh, uh, how you do? Glad to see you. <laughs> uh, Stonewall, uh, we want you to arbitrate a case between me and Andy. Uh, Let me get behind my arbitration desk here Yeah,
0: get up there Sit up there high So you do this
4: Okay, Okay, now The court of arbitration is now in session Hereafter in the legal terms of the arbitrator We shall refer to the Kingfish as the Arby And to you, Andy, as the traitor Just call him Benedict Arnold Go ahead (laughs) Now, before we begin I want you to understand that this court is going to be absolutely fair. Strictly unpartial and completely unbiased. Now, Kingfish, you talk first, see, because you're going to give the true side of the case. Thank you. Well, Your Honor, uh,
0: Andy here ordered a foreign car for me, and I had the thing shipped all the way from France.
4: Yeah. Keep talking, Kingfish.
0: Uh, Well, Your Honor, then when I delivered the car to him in good condition... He gave me a measly $100 down payment, and now he wants his money back and wants to back out the deal. Yeah. Keep talking. Stonewall, here's my side of it's the case. Quiet,
4: blabbermouth.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: now, wait a minute here. Wait a minute,
0: Stonewall. Don't you want to hear my story?
4: Well, I'll well, tell you, Andy. You see, in my career as an arbitrator, I have found that it's too confusing to listen to more than one side.
0: <laughs> I don't like the way things are going.
4: Oh, man, you can't argue with the scale of justice.
0: Well, I don't care about that. I'm going to win this case even if I got to pay a lawyer $10 to do it.
4: $10? Uh, there, there'll, be a, there'll be a slight recess while I rebalance at the scale of
5: justice. <laughs>
0: Minute, uh, I'll pay you $15 to a good lawyer if you know what I mean.
4: Fifteen? Fifteen? $15? Can I hear $20? Oh, wait a minute,
5: girl.
4: Uh, wait a minute. Now,
0: look, so well, let's quit this stuff here and get back to deciding the case fair and honest like you
4: agreed to do for me. Well, after taking all the evidence presented and weighing it on the scale of justice, it looked to me like the scale is tipping in favor of the king's face.
0: So, all you mean to say that the scales say that the kingfish done won?
4: My final verdict is that the kingfish ain't got to give you back the $100 that he cheated you out of.
1: <laughs> now, here's some excerpts from Amos Nandy's and memorable 1950 Christmas show.
0: It's the Amos and Andy Christmas Show, brought to you by Rinso, the only soap that contains solium. (laughs) On this Christmas Eve of 1950, Lever Brothers Company, the makers of Rinso with solium, again brings you the Amos and Andy Christmas Show. And now, here they are with their Christmas cast and Jeff Alexander and his orchestra and chorus, radio's all-time favorites... Amos and Andy.
1: Well, this is
0: Sunday, Christmas Eve. Andy, with his arms full of presents, has come up to Amos's apartment.
2: Well, come in, Andy. Merry Christmas, boy.
0: Say, Amos, is the kids around?
2: Oh, no, it is. All in bed. Uh, Arbidella's the last one. She just went to bed a few minutes ago.
0: Yeah, well, I didn't want none of the kids to see me come in with these packages. Let me put them down here under the tree.
2: Oh, gee, you got a lot of stuff there, Andy. Looked like you didn't forget nobody.
0: Yeah. Where's Ruby?
2: Well, she and her mama went to church for Christmas Eve services, and I kind of babysitting with the children tonight.
0: Well, I got a present here for you, Amos.
2: Oh, thank you, Andy.
0: And here's something for your wife, Ruby, and... Here's something for a mama. And I got a box of them toy soldiers here for Junior.
2: Oh, that's wonderful. What you got in that big box there, Annie?
0: Oh, that. Well, that's a special gift, Amos. Uh, that's for Arbadella. Arbadella? Yeah, I didn't put no card on it, so just tell her that this is from Santa Claus.
3: Oh, well, Annie, you sure is wonderful to the kids, not only on Christmas, but all the time, boy.
0: Well, you know, Amos, I never had none of my own, so... I guess the next best thing is kind of being Uncle Andy to all of yours.
3: Yeah, where are you headed for now, Andy?
0: Well, I'm going to spend Christmas Eve with the kingfish. We're putting on a little dinner party. We done bought a 12-pound turkey.
3: Oh, that's nice. Uh, how many is your hair going to be here?
0: Just me and him.
5: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: Well, Amos, I'll
0: be running along and wish everybody a Merry Christmas for Well,
3: Merry Christmas to you too, Andy. I'm going back with Arbadella now and see if she's asleep. You know how kids is on
2: Christmas Eve.
0: Yeah, well, so long, Amos.
2: Thanks again, Andy, and see you tomorrow. Merry Christmas.
0: Oh, come in, King. Well, Church. well, Brother a merry Christmas. Greetings of the season. Say, what you doing stretched out in bed there? Oh, I'm just laying down for a minute. I got a little woozy while I was out Christmas shopping with Arpidellas. Yeah, Well, you don't look too good around the gills. No,
5: no. Yeah, you look
0: a little like a flounder that's just been gaffed. Uh.
5: <laughs> yeah,
0: I guess a little strenuous out Christmas shopping for all your dear friends and you want to remember especially at this time of the year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I don't know what's wrong with me. I... I took my temperature a few minutes ago, and the thermostat went up to 101.
5: 101.
0: That ain't good, Ender. Well, does that mean I am sick? Well, Ender, I don't want to alarm you or nothing, but I had a cat once that had a temperature of 101. Hmm. The next thing I know, she started foaming at the mouth. Then she dove through the dining room window, landed on the street, and climbed 40 feet up a 20 foot tree.
5: Oh, man. And a half hour later, she had a litter
0: of kittens, too uh, Well, I don't think that I is that sick. Well, Andrew, like I said You probably wore yourself out with too much Christmas shopping So I'm going to do you a big favor, boy uh-huh. Instead of having you come all the way up to my house With that big present that I know you done bought for me I'll just take the thing with me now See if you the trip See, there, Andrew, i always thinking of you what kind of a pal would I be to let a sick man lug a great big box up to my house on Christmas Eve? Yeah, you got to think of your friends on Christmas. It's the spirit of good cheer, beef on earth, and mistletoe and no all that. Uh, kingfish. Yeah, this ah. season I kind of choke up, Andy. I is filled with the spirit of friendship and brotherly love. Uh, kingfish. Oh, what is it, Andy? The old pal. I ain't got no present for you.
5: <laughs>
1: how
0: would you like to have a punch in the mouth? Listen, Kingfish, don't you say nothing to me. I give you that pen and pencil set last year, and you didn't give me nothing.
3: Yeah, well, then, I can explain that to you. Now, wait a minute, I'll tell you what I've done now. I done bought you a box of fine cigars. Uh,
0: you know, Corona Coronas. Hmm. And I wanted them to be perfect for you. Uh, and I thought I'd puff on one to see how they was. And the first one seemed to be a little too dry. Wherever I finished that one I decided to puff on another one And that one was too moist, you see So I thought I'd try another one Well, anyway, between the puffing And the drying and the moisten Well, the next thing I know Your Christmas went up in smoke, (laughs) Andy Well, Kingfish, you see It was all I could do to manage To scrape up something for Amos and his kids I was too broke to get you anything this Christmas, Kingfish. Yeah, well, Andrew, uh, I was just thinking now, if you want to go down to the friendly loan coming down the corner, why, they'd be glad to let you have uh, it with uh, Come in. Oh, hi, Lightning, Hi. Uh, good
2: morning, Brother Andrew. How's you, Brother Kingfish?
0: Well, Lightning, I'm uh, glad you dropped by. I was just thinking about you. You know, you got to think of your friends at Christmas time. It's the spirit of good cheer, peace on earth. And it's time of the year when the spirit of friendship and brotherly love spreads throughout the world. Kingfish, if you don't get out of here, I'm going to punch you right in the nose. You hear that? All right, all right. There certainly is a fine attitude to take at Christmas time. Goodbye to both of you bum.
1: that wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio and our salute to Amos and Andy. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from Radio's Golden Days. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.